You are listening to Seek the Word Ministry Podcast. Seek the Word is a ministry dedicated to biblical authority, right theology, and scriptural truth. An apologetics-based ministry geared to view issues confronting the church and Christians today through the lens of scripture, while addressing false teaching and false teachers within the church. Now your host, Brandon Ritchie, pastor of Grace Community Christian Church in Plymouth, Indiana. Today's headlines... A gay couple mutilates son in attempt at a home sex change operation. Parents training their children to become transgender. Famed so-called Christian author Beth Moore and gay pastor Sam Albury stand together in calling gay activist brother. And children's cartoon Arthur indoctrinating children on same-sex marriage. Oh, and, and look, and a look at how the apostles died. All this and a little bit more today. Our first headline, uh, a couple in Brazil have murdered the son of one of the ladies. And why? And this is maybe the most disgusting and genuinely sad thing I have heard in some time. Back on May 31st, and I'm going to have a hard time with these names. Uh, These are Brazilian names. Uh, or Portuguese names, Cacla Damascino Pesio and Rosana da Silva Candido murdered Candido's nine-year-old son, stabbing him to death in his sleep and then dismembering him. And why? Well, what happened was roughly a year ago, the two women decided they no longer wanted the son to be a boy, and they looked up sex change on the Internet and they removed the child's male organ and attempted to create female genitalia, mutilating the boy. And this is reported to have caused, obviously, great distress and trauma in the child. So they later decided, nearly a year later, that it would be better to kill the child. Understand, this is pure evil. And, and, and listen, and, and please, please listen to this very, very carefully. Because the secular supporters of the transgender movement are going to paint this as a couple of sick, twisted people and an isolated incident. And they would be correct in their assessment of them being sick, twisted people. But this is not, nor will it be, an isolated incident in the future. Uh, Think about this. There are videos online to show how to give a gender change operation at home. That means there is obviously a community for it. More than that, this is the natural progressive state of the debased mind. Listen uh, to Romans 1, 18, uh, verse 32. This This is... This is an amazing passage of Scripture which explains exactly what is going on in our cultures around the world. Starting with verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. 
For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images, resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. I mean, going back to, to verse 19, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. God shows us that he exists in, in nature. Everyone knows that there is a God. It's written on their heart, and he reveals himself in nature, but they choose to suppress it. People choose to pers to suppress the truth about God. Is it verse twenty four? His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. People can see that man is existed. Man was created special. We need to understand that over all of creation. He is the only part of creation God molded with his own hands and he breathed his very breath into. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their minds and in their they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. There can be nothing more dark or darkened than a parent mutilating a child and then murdering that child. This is the wrath of God. This is the wrath of God. He's turned them over to the debased mind, exactly what it says in, in verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. That is the wrath of God. He's saying, you, you desire this, you want this, I'll turn it over to you. And, and, and they're eating themselves alive. I mean, stop and think about this. They are mutilating their own bodies. They are mutilating the bodies of their children. 
Understand, there can be no greater blasphemous act than to tell God, God, I know more than you, that you are not sovereign, and you made me wrong. So I'm going to change it. Now, any mind willing to believe that God made them incorrect easily jumps to that if he made me incorrect, he then made others incorrect, even children. We've already seen gender change operations on children as young as five down in Australia. Five. Understand that as a, that is a parent's doing, not a five-year-old child's. And how debased and sick has our society become? Celebrities are now bragging how their children are gender fluid, condoning the behavior and treating their male children as female and their female children as male. Is this, this not Romans 1, 18 through 32 right in front of us? They not only do these things, but they give approval to those who practice them. And listen, this is only getting worse. Our next headline is that parents are training their children to become transgender. Now, how is this? Listen, it is ingrained in a child to want approval from their parents. They desire to make their parents proud. It is why when our children see us as fathers liking sports, they desire to accomplish athletic ventures. It's why when they see what mom's interests are, they do things for her involving those things. We want to make our parents proud. That, that is a good desire, but it can be distorted when the children see the parents applauding and supporting distorted views and causes. Children naturally do the behaviors which elicit positive responses from their parents. Listen, the, the young man, that 11-year-old child who has been on television uh, due to his being a drag queen, as a child, his parents took him to drag queen shows, and he saw them cheering and applauding these acts and these behaviors. And so in his developing mind, his interests were being shaped. He wanted his parents' applause. He wanted their approval. And so he's going to do what he feels like and what's been developed in him and what would bring that. These parents taking their children to gay pride parades where drag queens and transgenders are not only on display, but they're being celebrated. And mom and dad are celebrating them. It is influencing young developing minds. Our society attacks parents who take their children to violent movies where people are murdered or if a, or if a group of parents were allowing their young children to sit and watch material where women were sexually assaulted, people would be in an uproar. And that would be horrible, and society would come against those parents. Why? Because they're endorsing horrible, violent acts to young, developing minds. And they know, the culture knows, the secular culture knows, the likelihood of those children going up to be violent and have misogynist views towards women is greatly increased because they're sitting there with their parents watching this stuff, and they see their parents' approval of it. But the culture applauds these young children being exposed to distorted sexual behaviors. Why? Because it fits their agenda. They know what it does to the developing child's mind, and they know the result will be a population that's in the image in which their debased minds seek it to be shaped. Our, this runs into our third headline, because this is not merely in the secular culture alone, 
This is not exclusive to the secular culture. Our, our next headline brings it home right into the church. As famed women's Bible study author, but real-life heretic, Beth Moore is standing shoulder to shoulder with gay, self-proclaimed, pretend pastor, Sam Albury. And they are both promoting and PRing the newly created, and listen, I cannot make this craziness up. They are promoting and PRing eunuch class. Uh, which is a class whose goal is to change the church's view on homosexuality. You know, from an actual biblical view to a secular view. They desire the church to be open and affirming to unrepentive homosexuals. This is all part of the Revoice Conference, a conference designed to cast aside the biblical view of homosexuality and accept those homosexual desires as unchanging and normal. Beth Moore refers to those in this movement as her brothers, meaning brothers in Christ. But this is really just the most recent heretical crazy thing Beth Moore has done. Beth, besides leading a charge to change the SBC's view on female authority and leadership, which she has gotten support from, from uh, Russell Moore, Um, and from other heads in the SBC and from some prominent famous young pastors within that social justice movement, the, the David Platts and the Matt Chandlers. But Beth Moore has stood uh, alongside and endorsed heretics like Joel Osteen and Matt Crouch and the Hillsong church pastor, Brian Houston. Understands something. And, and, and I know a lot of people will struggle with this, a lot of women, because they're, they've, they've done so many of her studies. She is probably the most prevalent uh, female Bible study author out there as far as uh, churches doing her studies, and they are fluff. Her studies are fluff. They, they take Scripture out of context. When you compare her scriptures or her, her, her studies side by side with biblical Scripture, you see the heresies, you see the distortions within her studies. And if, if you've done a Beth Moore study and you can say that you grew from, from a Beth Moore study, then that says a lot about where you started at. We need to be very, very aware of that. Beth Moore has not left the range, folks. Truth is, Beth Moore was never on the range. She has always been outside the box of Orthodox Christianity. She has always held to unorthodox, charismatic, crazy views on things. She has stood side by side with charismatics, uh, crazy charismatics on issues. And she is now in full support of the church and the SBC and many of the evangelical churches changing their views from an unbiblical view on homosexuality to a more culturally accepting view of homosexuality. And she has become best friends, so to say, and standing side by side with Sam Albury on this. We need to know that wolves can be female too. And Beth Moore has been showing her teeth for a while. I cannot emphasize enough to run from Beth Moore, flee from her. But it's not just Beth Moore. 
This flows right into our fourth headline. A few weeks ago, the children's cartoon Arthur introduced a same-sex couple, and they had themselves a same-sex marriage on the show. See, this is a desire to indoctrinate minds as young as they can get them. This movement continues to be far-reaching. Parents, Christian parents, please be aware that the world, the secular culture, wants to destroy your families. They want to devour your children and pour into them as much anti-biblical rhetoric as it can, and they will use any avenue to do so. Please be aware, the world, the culture is an enemy of Christ. It hates Jesus. Listen, the culture has fashioned a false view of Jesus, one that condones their sinful behaviors, one that says that what they're doing is okay, but that is not our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the Scriptures. James 4.4 4 says, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Listen, do, do not train your children to love this world or the ways of this world or the things of this world because that is raising them to be an enemy of God. Talk to them. Tell them about sin and living in a fallen world corrupted by sin and how they're to live seeking righteousness and living a life that glorifies God, not displays the world. And turn Arthur off. And this goes right into uh, our final today, our, our final thought. It's something I've wanted to, to discuss for a while. Because living a life devoted to Christ will not make you popular with the world. It will bring you enemies. And the world will hate you. It hated Jesus Christ. Are you any better than him? No. Take strong examples from the apostles. These amazing men of faith who were not concerned with being relevant or liked by the culture, but with being followers of Christ. They understood the world around them would despise them. Today, so many Christians behave like the outcast kid in middle school desiring to be invited to the cool kids' table, and the cool kids being the world, the secular culture. It's embarrassing at times to watch so many of these churches and these pastors pander to the culture, attempt to look relevant. At one point, churches became what was known as seeker-sensitive, and it was a, a movement that was, was done because um, it involved the fact that while, while mo much of our society still um, thought of itself as Christian, if somebody of a profession moved into a town, it did them. It was it was good for their business to go to the it church, to go to the church that had the largest congregation or had the 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 prevalent, so to say, people in town. And so many of these churches became seeker sensitive and became, began really catering to those type of people to fill seats. Now, fortunately, we've seen much of that nonsense trickle away. 
but it's trickled away because as our culture has become less Christian, our culture has become less Christian-like, it actually can cause you to lose business uh, for being a, a, a believer. And these churches can't fill seats that way anymore. The pastors or the, the pretend pastors, these people who claim to be pastors, have had to come up with new ways to be relevant and to make themselves relevant in the culture and to make their, their, their congregation seem relevant in the culture. And so the congregation and the pastors have begun to act and behave like the world. But not to fill seats. They merely just want to be accepted by the culture. This is, is an absolute horrible, horrible trend. And we're seeing it more and more. We are not to be friends with the world. We saw that earlier in James 4.4. 4. You, you want to know what full devotion to Christ looks like? Listen, the apostles were, were men who were not concerned with being liked by the culture. They didn't want to look cool, and they didn't want to be relevant. As a matter of fact, everywhere they went, they were told to stop preaching the word, even threatened. Their lives were threatened. But they so were not into being relevant or appealing to the culture. They wanted to bring glory to God alone. And look at their lives. You know, the, the apostle Matthew was killed by a sword in Ethiopia. He was martyred for unflinchingly proclaiming Christ. The apostle Mark died in Alexandria, Egypt. He was dragged by horses through the streets until he was dead. The apostle Luke was hanged in Greece as a result of continuing to preach. The, the, the apostle Peter was crucified upside down. He requested to be hung upside down due to feeling unworthy to die in the same manner as Christ. The apostle James refused to deny his faith while leading a church in Jerusalem, so he was thrown over a hundred feet down to the ground. He survived that fall, so then his persecutors beat him to death. The apostle James, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded at Jerusalem for refusing to deny his faith. And the Roman soldier whom guarded James while he was arrested, when he saw James' courage in defending his faith and refusing to, to disavow his faith, the Roman soldier became overcome with conviction and he knelt beside the apostle claiming faith in Christ and he too was beheaded. The apostle Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, was preaching in Armenia where he was captured and he was flayed to death by a whip. The apostle Andrew was crucified in Patras, Greece. He hung on the X-shaped cross for two days preaching to the crowds before he expired. The apostle Thomas was stabbed to death by a spear in India. The apostle Jude refused to deny Christ and was killed with arrows. The apostle Matthias, he was the one who replaced Judas after the betrayal. He was stoned to death and then his body beheaded. 
the Apostle Paul was tortured and then beheaded by the Emperor Nero after spending a lengthy imprisonment, uh, uh, which allowed him to write many epistles to the churches in which he helped form. The Apostle John was the only one of the apostles who was not martyred. It was very interesting. He was boiled in hot oil in Rome, but he survived miraculously. He was later banished to the Isle of Patmos, where he wrote the book of Revelation. Uh, He was later freed and returned to what is now modern-day Turkey, dying eventually of old age. He's the only apostle to die peacefully. Listen, these men were not worried about looking relevant to the culture. They did not want to please the culture. They desired to live lives in in such a way which brought honor and glory to God alone, and each did just that. We need men like this today. Not panderers, not sniveling cowards, scared the world out there or the culture around them won't accept them. As a true follower of Christ, we have been accepted by the only one with whom their acceptance matters, and that is God. These, these were men of faith. We need to pray for more Christians with the convictions of these men. This has been Seek the Word Ministry. I'm Brandon Ritchie, thanking you for listening. And letting you know if you need a church and you're in, you are in the Plymouth, Indiana area, I want to invite you to Grace Community Christian Church just north of town at 7551 North Michigan Street across from the Woodbury Golf Course and just north of Napa Auto. Service times are at 1030 a.m. Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Thank you and God bless.